Welcome. Uh, thank you for joining us uh, to our little lesson today. And I, I want to share something. I, I have, have not done this before, but I'm going to sell a book. But it's not my book. Uh, it's interesting how God brings things to your attention that you didn't expect. And I was, um, I have a, a, a big bookshelf that goes across from one wall to another wall. Um, and there was this book sticking out. So I went to push it back and it wouldn't go back. Uh, and so I grabbed it and yanked it out. And it was uh, this book. It's Richard Foster book. Uh, and I know if you can read backwards, you can read it. Richard's Foster book on <clears throat> seeking the kingdom. And it's a devotional book. And the reason I'm encouraging you, often in our Christian life, like our cars, we need a, a checkup. And uh, this book will really be a benefit. The first three uh, devotions, and they're not frothy, you know, about smelling the flowers or whatever. It's to get out of the road before God runs you over, more of a kind of a <laughs> devotional. And, uh, but the first three on prayer are some of the three best devotions on prayer I've ever read. And then it goes on to character and Christian stuff. So I don't know if it's still available or not, but Richard Foster you know, wrote Celebration Discipline, which became a national bestseller. So if you can get it, I would encourage you uh, to get that book because it'll, they're short, they're maybe two pages at the most, but very, very uh, heart searching, uh, make you think in terms of, yes, I need to go there if you're, if you're not there. Well, what I want to do now is I'm, I'm going to read you a quote that uh, really caused me to do a lot of thinking. And this quote is by Henry Nowen, who was born in Holland. I think he taught at a university there. And then he came to the United States and he taught uh, 10 years at Yale. And then he spent another 10 years at Harvard. And um, his writings have, for me, have been a blessing. Um, he writes um, with his failures in them. Um, it's hard to explain, but when I read some books and, and the author is so perfect and everything's so perfect, um, they, they, they lost me when I got past the table of contents. I mean, it, it's just not who I am. I fail, I try and whatever. But anyway, this, is, uh, this was on the reason I wanted to read it. Uh, he's written a number of things on prayer, and he's one of the guys who has really motivated me in my prayer life. And this was on prayer and contemplation. And I was reading along, and I read this statement, and I'll read it to you on this page. I turn the page, and I'm going, I don't know if I believe that. Uh, do I believe that? Hmm. So I went back, and I want to read this statement to you because it really caused me to do more heart searching than I've done in a long time. And this is what he said. If we want other people to give us 
something that only God can give, we're guilty of idolatry. Now, you, I know that you're going to have to think on that one. Really? Why? You know, all of that. And I'll read it again, and then I want to do a little study. And I thought, yeah, I've been I've been involved in idolatry, and I'm against I'm against it. <laughs> if we want other people to give us something that only God can give, we are guilty of idolatry. Uh, and that statement, I've, I've thought about it for weeks, and I checked my life, and so on. And you need to do it too. Because uh, we think of idolatry, and I've been in countries where there's idols and people are worshiping idols and so on, but that's not what we're talking about. Uh, what is idolatry? Well, in a sense, an idolatry is displacing God. Um, God is not, God is, um, uh, okay, let, let me give you some ideas of this, displacing God in my life or placing God in some of my stuff. When you grow up, we as children have special needs, really special needs. And as parents, if we don't help them to have those needs met by God, they're going to turn other places. And I did that. And one of the needs I had, and it was a tremendous need, and it really kept me bound up and really missing a lot of what God wanted for me. And it was the need of acceptance. I wanted to be accepted so bad. Now, my father, uh, some of you know, if you read my book, my father uh, lost the battle with whiskey when I went to junior high. And he would get drunk every night. And... I, I can't say he was mean every night, but almost every night he was mean. Uh, it was a lot of rejection, and I felt a lot of rejection from my father. Not my mother, but my father. So I kept looking for acceptance in the wrong places. You know, anybody that would accept me or whatever, then I would want to be their friend. Um, but then that... I got saved, uh, a lot of you know, through the Navigators, uh, which I want to give credit to. The Navigators didn't save me. The Lord did. But they were the tool in which the Lord used. And I think the person that leads you to Christ, the church or whatever, always will be special in your life. Because, you know, where would I be today if they hadn't spent time telling me about the Lord? Well, getting saved did not change for me that need. I still had a need for acceptance and I still was seeking it in the wrong way. Uh, if the navigators wanted me to memorize verses, which if you know anything about the navigators, you get saved and next thing they pop you, give you a bunch of verses to memorize. Like, wow, I guess I'm really joining this thing. <laughs> I've signed, I've signed my life away of memorizing verses. Uh, well, and I had a hard time memorizing verses. And so that put pressure on me. I wanted to be accepted by them. Uh, and yet I couldn't say the verses correctly. I mean, it was a big mess. And then I became a pastor. And I wanted everybody in my congregation to accept me. 
Um, and I don't know any pastor that wouldn't want that, but you don't get it. And so I began to have all these struggles in my life of wanting to get acceptance. Now, what I, I want to go through some of these so you can look. Are you, like me, an acceptance junkie? You, know, you want everybody to approve you and everybody to accept you? Uh, and if you're a pastor, it's really difficult because sometimes you get to preach on things. I had 55 funerals and why in five years. Now, why did I have so many funerals? Well, people were dying to get out of my church. No, that wasn't <laughs> My preaching was so bad, we had a high suicide rate up there. Uh, no, but it was the only church in town, so only church in the area. So when someone died on a farm or a ranch, I didn't even know who they are. Well, they had to be buried at church, and so I would get them. So the only time they came to church was feet first as they rolled them in. Um, <clears throat> well, how do I, I mean, how do you preach 55 people into heaven that you don't even know that lived horrible lives, you know. I mean, I, and I wanted to be accepted in the community. I'll tell you, I used to want to, at the house one time, there was a funeral, and I didn't want to do it. And we lived right by the church, and you could hear them playing just as I am about 100 times. And my wife says, Jim, you've got to go over and do the service. I can't. I can't go over there. I can't go over there. I can't. I just can't. I, I can't do the service. I can't. So here's a dead body, a church full of people, even standing outside, because every rancher, farmer in the area, if the guy lived there his whole life, they're there, but there's no one preaching. I'm at home afraid of rejection. I'm, I'm telling you, I had it bad. Uh, I finally went over and, you know, dust to dust, ashes to ashes, and after the service was over, I said, sir, would you roll over so I can lay down? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was, it was just, it was so, I mean, I just can't tell you what funerals did to me. Well, see, it's horrible. But see here, I, I, I was displacing God. And that's what we're talking about. It became very, very important to me. Now, some of these displacings, I want to share what God said. Do I believe what the word of God says and I, I'm going to give you the scriptures and I'll read them and you can look at them because I was struggling here, but God is saying this. Who am I going to believe? Am I going to believe God or am I going to struggle with what I struggled through all of my life? And uh, this is um, our, our secretary uh, that we have. Um, uh, you don't want to see her because she's only a half-time secretary. So <laughs> only half of her is here. <laughs> the other half's at home doing whatever she does. Anyway, Anne grew up in India, and her, her dad was a wonderful uh, medical doctor and very, very um, well-versed in, in lung stuff. Her mother was a nurse, and, but Anne's mom had a favorite verse, and I was sharing this with Anne that I was going to do this. She's sitting here in the room because she's smiling they're, they're, because I still need approval. Ever, I have Paul and Ann, my old staff's here all shaking their head. This is good. This is good, Logan. This is good. So I can keep going and not break down and weep. Uh, but <clears throat> see here, what I was searching for, God had provided for me in salvation. See, and that's what he's talking about in idolatry. I'm substituting something that God wants to give me. I'm substituting rather than the real God. I'm looking other than God. 
And so if you have a take notes or want to watch this again, it's Ephesians 1, 6. And this verse is so beautiful. To the praise of the glory of grace, wherein he hath made us accepted in the beloved. For so many years as a Christian, I wanted acceptance. And you never get the acceptance from people. It doesn't work. Uh, because if I don't behave right or hold my mouth right or whatever, um, I won't be accepted. But I, I am accepted. So I can operate from acceptance, not for acceptance. So that frees people. Uh, my staff here doesn't accept me at all. And I go off and weep at times, but they don't know it. It's just when I drive home. I'm kidding. Uh, you know, <clears throat> it's, it's wonderful. If you know who you are in Christ, all the things that, that often we're seeking outside, we already have. What's, what is another thing that we have? Uh, love. Uh, I was looking for love in all the wrong places. And I'll tell you, a kid in junior high school, in high school, looking for love in all the wrong places is not a good idea. And I was. I, I you know, I wanted acceptance, but I also wanted to be loved. Now, I know my mother loved me, but that wasn't enough. Uh, I know my sister watches these, but uh, it may have been enough for her, but it was not enough for me. But in 1 John chapter 4, verse 10, it said, Herein is love, not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be a propitiation for our sins. And so many scriptures says we're loved of God. See, so I was looking for love. I'm substituting God's love for something out here. Now I know that I'm loved by God. Another one is success. How many people are Christians that are pushing after success? And yet Joshua says what? If you meditate on these things, on God's word, you'll have great success. So it's right. It's within grasp. It's right there. And yet I'm looking for it in the wrong place. Okay. Now, you just put your own needs down there and maybe look in the back of your Bible or back of your church at the concordance to see, is there an answer to that need that God wants to meet that need in your life? See, becoming a Christian is very easy. I mean, it's paid for. All I do is receive it. But living it out is the difficult part. And it takes a lifetime to live it out. But so much of my life literally was an idolatry in the sense because I was refusing to accept or I didn't realize what God had done for me and I was seeking it apart from God, from people or from situations or whatever. And that's idolatry. You know, if I'm seeking something that God wants to give me and I seek it elsewhere, whatever that elsewhere is, then that is a form of idolatry. So I agree with Henry Nouwen. Now, the, the uh, second one that I want to share with you is out of this. I'm sure there's, there's more, but it's in Isaiah. It's Isaiah 42.8. And it says, 
I am the Lord. That is my name. And my glory I will not give to another, neither my praise given to graven images. So that's on the same line. Now, how can I or how can you rob God of his glory? And you, you look when the glory filled the temple, when the glory of God came on Moses' countenance, people couldn't look at him, but they didn't want to see the glory fade, so he wore a veil over his, his face and so on. So I began to think of how I could rob God of his glory. And we have to be careful because we could do it here. Um, years ago, um, a guy by the name of Paul Jordan came up from Oklahoma and he said, can I intern under you or something like that? And I said, yeah, but we don't have a place for you to stay and we don't have any money to pay you. So all these years later, he still gets paid, but not much. So a lot hasn't changed up through the years. But anyway, Paul came and in, was it two days, you had a place to live and a job. Uh, it was amazing. Obviously, God was in his coming. And so Paul brought a dimension here that we needed, but we didn't know it at the time because he has a degree, a bachelor's or a degree in some scientific stuff, uh, a bachelor's degree of chemistry. And people said, why in the world do you have a counselor that has a bachelor's degree in chemistry? I said, well, it makes sense. Makes good coffee. I mean, come on. <laughs> why not hire him? Anyway, uh, Paul brought a lot of technical stuff uh, that we needed. That we didn't know we needed it, but he brought it, and it was wonderful. Okay. Well, Paul came to me, and I don't know, well, how many years ago when we started our website? Seven. Seven years ago? Mm -hmm. About seven years ago, Paul came with this crazy idea, and he said, you know, we have a lot of videos. Why don't we put them on the web? And I said, who'd watch them? I mean, I've got a lot of faith. I'm a man of faith. I get paid to have faith. Uh, but I, they didn't get me paid to have faith about videos. <laughs> so I didn't have a whole lot of faith. And I said, Paul, do you think anybody would watch him? He said, yeah. And I said, but Paul, we haven't got any money. He says, it's free. I oh, well, let's try it. How can you lose? If it's free, <laughs> it doesn't go anywhere. That's fine. So he put him on the website. Now it's, what, seven years later? Mm -hmm. Uh, seven years later, just last month, and I don't understand. I don't even have internet at, at my house, so I don't understand all this stuff. But we had tw over 20,000 shared videos in one month. And I said, Paul, what does that mean? He says, well, that means someone saw something they liked, and they sent it to someone else that hadn't seen it. I said, man, that's unbelievable, 20,000 in a month? Oh, I wish they each send us a dollar. <laughs> you know, it really help out our finances here. But uh, anyway, um, all these years later, we have um, over 13 million watches. And how many countries? 266. 266. Now, these are not all countries because some are islands. So they say, oh, yeah. But I mean, if you look on a, a, a world map, or there's only so many countries, but we're talking about islands, people groups that are someplace somewhere, whether there's enough to have a police force or whatever. 
um, it's there. Like some of the places Paul will say, hey, we, oh, I remember this one because I, I thought I'm really smart. He says, the island of man are watching. I said, oh, that's good. I'm, I know where it is. He says, where is it? I said, it's an English channel. <laughs> so he looked and it was. Uh, I happened to somehow know about that one. And then he said, oh, we got a new one. It's kind of interesting. I said, what's that? He says, Christmas Island. Well, try to find that on the map to stick a pin in it. You know, <laughs> it's down by Australia, down in that area. But, you know, it's interesting. There are places that we don't can't even find without going to Mrs. Google or Mr. Google, whoever it is. And he helps us to where where the where to put a pin in the map for these places. But what I'm getting at is. Look what we've done. You know, aren't people lucky that we have that ministry and they're watching it and people all over the world, millions are watching us. I just robbed God of his glory. That's what I did. How do you make someone on the island you don't even know watch your stuff? It's God. Do you see? That's how we rob God. When we take, we take the glory, we rob him of glory by taking the glory to ourselves. And in this room, the two are Anne and, and they're like the bobbleheads. They're doing this while I'm speaking. So that's encouraging. At least two are enjoying what I'm saying and believe what I say. But, uh, it, you know, it's just these things. We got to think about it. You think, no, I would never be an idolatrous. I'm against it. I've been all over the world where people are worshiping idols and had to deal with them with the demonic issues and all. And yet I was an idolater because I was doing the same thing. It's just I didn't have a metal idol, but I was displacing God or the same way, robbing God of glory. You know, if uh, what we said or what we did was good. Uh, you know, I trust that you um, obviously, you know, you're on we are on the Web because you're watching me or you don't know. But, you know, if you have good criticism uh constructive but if you're going to be negative uh send it to some other organization we appreciate that uh but if we're a blessing let us know uh that you're being blessed uh or tell us what you like you know what are the videos that that you like and so on um there's so many of them and paul tries to arrange them in a way that you can find them if you have Warfare issues, go to the warfare section. If you have prayer issues, go to the prayer section. We have wonderful men and women of prayer. I think we have, do we have any women on there? Mm -hmm. Okay, men and women of prayer that can guide you in your prayer life. The idea is we want this ministry to be a blessing to you. We want to meet your needs uh, with the people that are, skilled in the various areas uh, where we are. Now, Henry Nowen has uh, blessed my life. And I think one of the reasons this is his, he, his teaching on prayer, I know at Harvard and at Princeton, I mean, at Yale, that people were really uh, flooding his classroom when he taught on prayer and encouraged people uh, to develop a prayer life and intimacy with God. He was a, a real blessing. Uh, 
the um, Richard Foster. Uh, he is a totally different type of person. Uh, they're both very sensitive men. Uh, if I've, I've seen videos for Henry Nowen. Um, very, very um, sensitive as a person, but his sensitivity is different than Richard Foster's sensitivity. But both of them love the Lord. And so when you go to our website, uh, if there's someone on prayer, some people teach prayer very, this is what you need to do, bang, bang, bang. Other people, it comes from more emotions or whatever. Whatever you like, stick with that person. Uh, they, they, may be, they may be more like who you are in the way that you feel, that you feel free to pray. Um, some people uh, pray with a prayer list. It's almost like bam, 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 bam. Other people pray from their heart and uh, how meaningful it is from the heart, to pray from the heart. Uh, my wife wrote down all her prayers. I won't say every time, but we had, I can't, I can't even tell you how many volumes of her prayers to God that she wrote down uh, because prayer was her life. That was her ministry. Um, she loved praying. And uh, the, the sad part, but I did, I've called out her wishes, and that is I destroyed all of them because she felt it was, she wrote it down because almost it was like a love letter to the Lord. It was beautiful, beautiful prayers that she prayed and prayed for people. Um, and it was like, it was, don't intrude into my life. Let, let She let me read them after she died because she wanted, after she was gone, because it was like a very sacred spot in her life was that prayer time with God and I read them. Uh, one of my daughters, uh, Cheryl, my oldest daughter, read one of them. She said, I knew mom was godly, but after I read her prayer journal, I knew she was you know, more godly than even I, I realized. Uh, something like what she said. But I did destroy them all because she didn't want people to read. It's like writing a love letter sort of kind of a thing, and it's between you and the Lord. Beloved, we just pray that our ministry will continue, uh, as Paul's vision was, to bring you into the lives of men and women that are godly, men and women that have walked where Jesus walked and sharing with you some of the keys of their walk. You'll find there we have some that are strong soul winners that... Um, you know, receive Jesus or I'll shoot you, that, that kind of person. And then the ones that are just sweet, spirited, loving, you know, they're all kinds and there are all kinds of people out there. So, you know, if there's someone, we just love to hear someone that changed your life that you heard or saw. It just, it encourages us that we're doing the right thing by putting this out there and, uh, and pray for our ministry. Um, you know, as it goes, there's not a whole lot of countries left that it's not in. But some of the countries we're in now are closing off to the gospel. So we're thankful. We're not the only ones there. We're not saying that. We know we're not the only ones there. There are other radio ministries and other ministries. Uh, but our ministry is is more uh, for 
not just you become a believer, but it's geared a lot for believers to strengthen your walk with God, that you could be the, the light, the testimony where you are in that country and not to get discouraged. You know, the scripture says, don't be discouraged in well-doing. You're doing what's right. The results are God. And, you know, I we had no idea how God was going to use our little office. I mean, if you saw our office, it, you know, it's, it's kind of a hole in the wall. Um, I mean, it's, it's nice. It's not a cave, but, uh, you know, people say you had this worldwide ministry from here, (laughs) (laughs) two and a half people. How can you do that? Well, we can't do it. God did it. See, there's no way. I mean, to to have a worldwide ministry, because I was vice president in a worldwide ministry. So I know I was one of five vice presidents of that ministry. So I know what it's like to be involved in a huge ministry, uh, working in almost as many countries as we are. Uh, but they're working with actual people, and we're doing it with the, the Internet, which makes it, the overhead uh, a lot less than the millions we had to come up with with the other ministry uh, where I was for seven years. So let me just pray for you. Father, I just want to pray for those that are watching and Lord, that they might look seriously at this, because I never would have thought that I was an idolater until I read what Henry Nouwen said, that if I'm looking to people or things to meet needs only you can, that really is idolatry. And then, Father, if I've had success as a pastor or whatever, and I take the glory, I'm robbing you of glory. And you said, Father, you would not share it. So either we get the glory or you get the glory. And so, Father, at our ministry here, we give you the glory that you would be glorified in the nations. In Jesus' name, amen.